You are now in queue to join Game from the Gamers, a podcast where good friends gaming on PS4 talk about life, movies, relationships, other random shit, and, well, obviously, video games. Starring Ben, Garcia, Trey, Xavier, and Corey. Let us put you on game. Game from the Gamers is brought to you by Exquisite Podcast Radio Network. Shout out to Exquisite. So I'm sitting here with Xavier, and I've already spoken to Garcia about Crash, but since Crash just came out this week, and these guys were super hyped about it, and they had mentioned they were going to get it, I wanted to reach out to these guys and get a firsthand exclusive. Um, Spoke to Garcia. He loved it. Xavier, what was your first impression of the new Crash Bandicoot? I think the first thing was just like, I guess just soaking in like the nostalgia moment, you know, like it's like, damn, I'm playing Crash again, you know, like just started thinking about like times as a kid playing it. Um, But far as like the gaming aspects, like um, it was like they kept the game simple as it was before but they made it a little bit more challenging because some of the boards and stuff are new. Um, you know, not all of the game is just straight from like the older ones. So like, you know what I mean? They kept it simple, but you know, they had a little challenging things here and there, but I mean, I, I loved it. I thought the game, is, I think the game's pretty cool. So they actually added some, some new things while they were in there. I didn't know that. So again, this is not, want to be clear. This is not really like a remaster. It's almost like a, a revamp in a way. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a clear remaster. Like they they made the game they remade the game from top to bottom. That's dope, man. I'm I know I, when I spoke to Garcia, he had mentioned uh it's still basically like your two button masher, your jump and your and your hit. You mm-hmm. know, that um that classic, I guess you could say Nintendo kind of vibe to where you got yeah. two buttons and a D pad and you put in the work. Do you feel like they could have added more there and made it more like a ratchet and clank type thing where they added more like weapons or were you looking for that classic button man no i mean i don't, I just don't think that's crash's character i mean naughty dog i think they've always done a good job with creating characters you know developing them and then they take what they've learned from that character and they put it into the next character but they make it bigger so i mean for crash you know crash was the first so i'm, I'm happy they just left it what it was yeah, I can understand that, man. I didn't know if they had thought about it just because of the, I'm sure someone did, but, the you know, the, the gamers nowadays, they like a lot of stuff. And for me, I, I think it's beginning to be a bit too much. Not to get off topic, but I was, I'm playing Batman Arkham Knight right now, and I can't remember half of the moves that I unlocked because it's so, and I don't even know how to do them. Like, you know what I mean? Without it coming up on the screen, it's so much stuff, so... It's kind of dope that they they kept it authentic, you know. Yeah, very true. I think um, I think nowadays people uh, view complexity with like you know being creative. Like people think if it's simple, I feel like it can't be creative or fun. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I don't think everything has to be complex when it comes to games. But that's just me. No, I definitely understand what you mean. Uh, it can get a little bit overwhelming you know and i know again going back to batman that he's a he's a guy with a lot of moves and a lot of gadgets and a lot of things but at the same time i can't remember all that stuff so and we talked about that last episode with the ufc game and just too many button combos and and just too much so i wouldn't say i'm easily overwhelmed but i definitely like keeping things fairly simple so yeah i mean if the game fits for it then cool but I don't think you have. To, I personally don't think you have to put the complexity within the button components. You can add that to the gameplay components. Right, right. You know, I'm with that, man. So, what do you give it, man? Out of ten, what would you give it? Um, I'd probably give it about a nine. Yeah. I mean, the nostalgia, the nostalgia of it would probably make it about like a nine point five. I mean. I wouldn't give it a ten though. I don't. I don't think Crash was ever a ten. No, I get that. But I mean, you know, it's 
it's one of those games that is still a solid nine, solid nine and a half. Like they were always good buys. Yeah, I uh I'm just now remembering like back in the day how popular those games were and, and for me yeah. it was just like it's like buying Nike shoes. You could sometimes just do it just because the the brand is so good. Crash was one of those games. Like you can expect yeah. a, a cool little storyline and they they built a nice little buzz around it. So I was gonna say I think that's when the when Naughty Dog actually built his brand. Like you said, they built the trust of the people. Cause after that, like everything Naughty Dog put out was bought. Like all the Jack and Dexters were bought. You know what I mean? They were popular games. Ratchet and Glink were popular games. Mm-hmm. I mean, Uncharted's popular games. Now they got Last of Us. Yeah, they got some killer games, man. Nice little yeah. arsenal. Not bad. Not bad. Come on. Come this way, you bitch. Come here, bitch. Come here, bitch. No, nah, come this way, nigga. Come back down the hill, nigga. Oh, he coming back down the hill. And I ran out of ammo. <laughs> uh, I need that dude. microwave gun. Shit, I need that microwave gun. I just picked it up. Shit, get it, 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 get it. I got a trench rifle. I got a trench. What's up, nigga? What's up, nigga? Mm. Mm. Turtles, turn around, turn around, turn around, turn around, baby. Turn around. There you go. Shit. I need some ammo. Dwayne! Oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Dwayne, I saw that door in your face when we were here. This is dumb. <laughs> this is dumb, nigga. This is. I'm out this hole. I'm out this bitch. I'm like, I ain't got no bullets, nigga. Well, I'd like to welcome everybody to another edition. Another one. Of the wonderful. The amazing game from the Gamers Podcast. Yeah. I'm not going to really do that. We, we've we been drinking a little bit. We've been drinking a little bit. But I like that. It had good energy. I can welcome everybody to another episode. Yeah. I want to jump into a few topics here. We've had a few topics on the list that we haven't gotten to that I want to get to. One of which I think Xavier actually wrote down, which was we all play Ghost Recon. And majority of us, the sorry, Ghost Recon Wildlands, to be specific. And we were all really hyped about this game. Me and Chad got through 100% of it. And then the majority of you guys got through at least 50% or more. And the initial thoughts probably weren't what you were expecting or what most of you might be thinking as you're looking to get that game. So we kind of wanted to talk about it because um, there's some positives, but there is definitely some negatives. And I think, Chad, you had a really good point just about things just being redundant. Do you want to get into that real quick? Yeah, man, I felt like a lot of the missions were exactly the same. Like, there was no, uh, like, no substance to them. So, I mean, you would sneak around, and basically, if you had enough firepower at the end of the game, you could beat any mission with just running up in it and just grenading people or whatever else if we had enough people. So I mean, just at the end of the game, it was pretty much nothing we couldn't beat unless it was like following people or like just weird kidnapping missions that didn't go correctly. But that was the most difficult part of the game. I didn't think it was anything more than that. I mean, what more could they really do? Though? I mean, I mean, they could have added a lot more aspects to it. I still, but I don't know. Like what? Like what aspects would you have liked to seen? Maybe that the I don't know. I don't know what the expansions is added, so maybe they have, and I'm just not hip to what's going on. But I don't. I don't. It was missing something, like you know how you have your sandwich and don't have your chips, or you don't have your meat and potatoes. Like I needed something else with that game. Like it just didn't give it to me. Do you think it would have been better if they made it like more story inside the side quest, like The Witcher? Like, do you think? Do you want more story from it? Or yeah, more story, um, de- maybe more customization as far as like skill based. Like, I feel like everybody they just uh, took you down yeah. the same tree. At the end of the game, you were the same character. There, there was no diversity in the trees. I feel that you could have like done. If I wanted to do more in explosives, I should have been able to do more in that or more in guns. Like, I, I feel that it could have been more, more, way more in depth than it was. I definitely can feel that. Um, yeah. and we played, we played quite a few hours of that. Um, Garcia, I know you were uh, going in on a little bit. What were your thoughts about Ghost Recon as a whole? Um, I, I kind of, I guess, I, I see, I, I agree. You know, once you get, like, to a certain strength, man, the game, you know, you, you start dogging that shit and it really can't challenge you no more. 
Um, but I think you just got in game strong, like maybe a little too early, or or not even that because, like, I mean, the enemy's levels really never like got super weak on there because you still die like one or two hits. It's just like I don't know. Maybe you just got really good. I don't know, but that is a good point. It's only really so much like they could have did with the mission structures other than like you know steal this car, kill this guy. I mean. I don't know. Now I think about it, I don't even know what else they could have did. They could have had like a fishing mini game or something, you know, like some snowboarding. More detailed talent trees, man. I'm like, I'm coming from like PC I, gaming that, where you're coming from like yeah. World of Warcraft and you could do a lot more things with characters. So it's just, I don't know. Like, I'm just used to that type of gameplay. Okay. It just okay. felt too uniform, maybe. I think it should have yes, flowed together yes, better. Exactly. Exactly right. Everybody was the same at the end of the game. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, you, you play like Destiny, everybody in game, but everybody yes. character definitely feel different. It's you know, tweaked to whatever weapon. you like. Yes. Gotcha. Like, gotcha. if you're going to make an MMO, like, really make it. Like, that's, see, that's what makes the game. I, I think they were going for more realism. So, you know, I guess they didn't want to make you, like, super crazy, like, biotic powers or some crazy shit. Yeah. And that's okay. Or jumping off walls like Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, but that's okay. I like the realism in it. The realism was good. Um, Xavier, you played that one with us too, right? Yeah, I got it. I mean, I agree with Chad. I think, um, like he said, the game got pretty redundant. And I mean, I do think we did have fun in the beginning before it got a little bit easier with the guns. Like, we actually had to strategize. Like, that stuff was fun. But I think, like Chad said, as your character developed, like, it became like some of these other MO, MMOs out there. Um, like, what was the last game? The Division, the Division was the same way. Like, yeah. the Division, it first started off strategic, and then it got to a point where, like, basically you could beat any mission as long as everybody was leveled up. Everybody was the same character. And like Chad saying, if you're coming from games like World of Warcraft, you know, even Skyrim Online, even though the gameplay of the game was terrible, but the actual, like, yeah. concept of it is you got a whole bunch of different characters, like, like, is somebody going to make a game like that? Or is everybody going to just keep up with the same fucking platforms? Like, that shit's whack to me. It's like, well, he did it this way. He made a lot of money. So I'm going to do the same thing. Like, like how many times are we going to get the same product? Right. Well, you know, you got to update it for the next gen. And, you know, not, nothing else was out that yeah, but that's four-player realistic co-op. Or, or, there's nothing else like Wildlands out right now. Except for, like, uh, Just Cause. Like, right. Mm. <laughs> that's, a re that's a really good game. Really good. Uh, but I don't even think that's multiplayer. It's not realistic. So. No, it's not. It's not, uh, but it's still fun. Metal Gear Solid. That's close, I guess. Okay. But even that's not the same feel. You know, like, it's, it's definitely doing its own thing, I suppose. You know, it's, it's in its own lane. It's just, it's so vanilla. And you know it's vanilla. So it makes you kind of feel some type of way. <laughs> like, because they could have, like, did something to make it, like, I don't know, really stand out. Because, I mean, it, you could say, take, like, a good screenshot from Recon, and you could say that's a, that's a, any old military shooter, I feel like, and you really wouldn't be able to tell, you know, if it was, like, the right angle. Everybody wants to own their own character, man. You, you want to be able to fully customize and fully take hold of the guy that you're you're taking on this adventure and if you don't have that i think people get bored with it that's what yeah. makes unique games great like the games that you want to keep going back to and playing over and over again question do y'all think we don't have the servers on the um consoles to actually house a game like world of warcraft to full because because yeah. we know computers are way stronger gaming systems. Oh yeah, They're stronger computers. So that is the question. I mean, are, are are what is what are we asking out of reach? It's not possible. No, it's, it's not. It's not. It's not necessarily that it's not possible for them to make it. They can make it, but is it going to be efficient? Like, is the game going to function efficiently like World of Warcraft? Because when everyone got dope-ass PCs, it works efficiently. I don't. I personally don't think gaming systems are um, not that they're not not that they can't be made, but they're not consumer affordable. You know what I mean? Like, that's not they're, the, that's not what they're. 
They're getting to that. So that is Final Fantasy 14 is like one of the top MMOs that's out right now, and it's on the console. So, XO, what you're saying is like, are you saying that like the hardware is not up to par? Is that what you're saying? Like, is it not? That's what I'm asking. Yeah, yeah. Is, is that is, is yeah. you 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 specifically because you play more you play more PC yeah. games as you play World of Warcraft? What do you think? They they can handle it now. They're getting to the point now, but it's it's always going to be they're always going to be behind PC because PC is so. It's constantly changing, not to say that uh, consoles aren't, but the, the customization for PC now is incredible. Like the GPUs, everything else is, is out of control. So you're going to always have a, a, a leg up on the actual PC. Like it's, it's, it's right behind it, though. Like so the capabilities and the server capabilities is right behind it. It's not too far off because I'm, I'm playing PS4 right now, like in just the fluidity of how everything, you know, goes together and how we're able to get online right now. Just the six of us. It's, it's perfectly fine. It's no issues. So but I'm saying with that level of graphics as well, because you got to think the terrain and stuff on gold goes wildlands. Remember, we definitely raved about it. We were like, damn, the world looks real. It feels real yeah. with the yeah. wind like. There's some there's definitely some positives of the game. Like don't get me wrong. Like they did a great job on the whole scenery. I think they did a perfect yeah, job of it. Like I've definitely. never played a game where I legitimately felt like I was in that location. Like I remember my girlfriend saying, like, damn, like who's cursing at you? Like they made that game feel real from that perspective. They did an excellent job at that. I think they could take a game like that online, like with no problem. You know, with the capabilities that's going on right now, I don't think they'll have an issue with it. Like, I mean, look at Skyrim online. That's a beautiful game as well. So you have to look at all the capabilities of that. Like, I think they'll be fine. Like, <laughs> it's not it's not too far off. Like, PC is just always a little bit edgier as far as what you can do. It's yeah. 32 gigs of RAM, all this solid-state drive. That's crazy. You can't do that with a console. I don't know. That, even if you just take, like, the, the graphics and the 60 frames per second, though, I think... PC always have an edge because it's less censored, and you can just get more crazy ass content than you ever could through like making it through like the customs and shit, and making it like on consoles yeah, available could, to everybody. Yeah, you could tweak so much. You could tweak so much on a PC. It's not even funny. I mean, but you can't you can't knock consoles because it's just so accessible, so easy, and you know it's just simple. Yeah, coming from PC to console now, like I got a lot of more respect for console because I was like, oh, they ain't shit. Like they ain't doing nothing. But now that I've played it for like over three years now with you guys and gone through the whole thing, it's like, okay, like it's not as bad as I thought it was. I think you find different type of gamers too. Yep, I'm I'm a mainly PC gamer. I'm just coming over to the console world temporarily, but I mean, I I like both now. Like just from playing Battlefield as long as I have and everything, it's 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 real cool. Well, okay. It sounds like, um, sounds like in terms of, of Wildlands that they missed the mark for sure. No question. I think everybody, at least who played it, I know Trey, you didn't really play it. Um, Dwayne, who is um also here with us, did you end up getting a chance to get into, um, either uh, what was it, Division or Wildlands? I played the Division once. How how was that for you? I mean. It was like at first I was excited and it was cool, you know what I mean? Like it was something different. But then as time went on, it just became the same thing, you know? Like it was just the same mission, the same everything, like the same type of guns. It was just repetitive. Right, right. So what do we what do you do with a game like that? How do you make a game um I'm gonna pass this one to Trey. Trey, what do you do with a game that's too repetitive? How do you end up making it fun? What can you do to make that game, a game like that, more fun for you? The only way for me that I can make a game more, I mean, that's more repetitive, a little bit more fun is just to play it with friends. Just, you know, compete with them, whether it's whether it's like side by side on the same screen or like if there's an online method. But outside of that, I don't really see much of a way to to make it really fun for yourself because once once you do one thing and then you're doing the same thing again and again no matter how many times you can change i mean i feel the same way in with like grand theft auto and and um uh what's that what's that game uh, the saints saints row mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. as much as i enjoy those games it's like it we're doing the same type of missions you can have a plot all you want but it's very loosely held together and it's just mostly the same thing i'm not having as much fun with that i, I really do think the plot is absolutely essential to keeping it uh, keeping you involved in the game 
and uh, and just having it so you could experience new things every time you play the game, things that you never noticed before. I think that's that's crucial. Things that you don't notice the first time just because you're so involved in the plot of the game and trying to, in, in my case, and trying to just survive, <laughs> make it to the next level. So right, right. I think that's I think that's very important. Uh, outside of that, if I if I find a game that I'm playing is has become too repetitive. If I haven't found a decent way to make it um, make it worth the time for me, then I, I'll just toss it off. You know, I, I won't play it much anymore. Keep it around. Maybe play it once in a while if I get bored. But I, I, it really just needs to have a plot to be acceptable. You know what it is. I figured it out. I figured out why shit get dry and why some shit you care about. Characters, man. It needs likable characters. There was not one single likable character in Wildlands, except for like the reporter lady. And your own character was vanilla too. Okay, yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. The villains I were that. dope. The, the soup maker, he gave me nightmares. I couldn't even... I was like, <laughs> he cooking people? He cooking people? Like, that's ridiculous. But that was only, like, off to the side. That wasn't, like, main stage of the game, right. you know? It was just, like, right. in the cut. I'd uh, like to make an adjustment to that statement. I think it's more than just likable characters. I think it's relatable characters. Characters that aren't specifically, you know, cookie-cutter characters that you're going to find in every genre of every game just because, you know, they fit some cliche, um, you know, uh, norm. They just came something, out something people. Some DLC that Kratos got some bitch pregnant. You gonna want to see how that shit happened, you know? You, because you like the character Kratos, you want to see what the fuck happened, and that shit is relatable, likable, relatable characters. It, it helps the game longevity. I could, I could definitely see that. Did this nigga just say Kratos getting a girl pregnant? Yeah, no, man. that's in the last, the, the next I mean, upcoming. Yeah, I gotta, gotta work. Gotta get you gotta it. So I, it happened. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of would want to know what happened. See when a mommy and a daddy love each other very much. Nah. <laughs> I ain't trying to see the actual action. I mean, but it's what? cool that he actually got a son. That's dope. Oh yeah, I mean they're gonna give I'll the back We only see the kid on the weekends. Like, what happened? Like, <laughs> <laughs> did he go on Maury? Like, I know he had to get the get the facts. Like, hold up. How did how did this one have my kid? <laughs> Guarantee you, if you would have put. Levels, more levels in Ghost Recon and more customization, more freelance shit. I think that would have been like a, a really, really dope MMO. How how good the graphics were on that game and everything. Mm -hmm. I think it would have been real cool. I think they slept on it hard, but I mean, that's just me. I was saying that uh, I thought that the storyline was actually pretty amazing. When the guy, you know, yeah. the American agent got killed. We was going over to figure out what happened. And then, you know, without giving the ending away, like you figure out things are not what they seem at all over there you know you do the first couple missions and you think you got a grasp on what's going on and it turns out that's not what's happening at all um there's a lot of twists plot twists and things but the gameplay was just the same like you know you have to do i don't know infiltrate a building and kill everybody in it without being seen like but you do that four times to get to the plot twist it was like that wasn't really creative like i had to do the same thing four times to get to the end of the plot and to me that was kind of corny have me do that once i don't want to do it four times after a while it's just annoying it's a waste of time so i don't know that was my initial thoughts i guess if i had to rate the game and i'll pass it around and ask you guys if i had to rate the game i'd probably get a six and a half for me personally yeah. gameplay was amazing but it just was too repetitive yeah. chad what do you what do you give it man out of ten yeah i'm i'm gonna give it about a five you know, I mean, the fact that we had to, like, slow down to, like, savor the game because we knew we were going to beat it that fast. That was another aspect of it for me. We were like, oh, we got to savor this like a snack or something like that to the side. Like, that was kind of whack for me. So <laughs> I'm going to give it a five. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just on that general purpose. And X, what what do you give it? Uh, I give it, like, six, six and a half. Yeah, about the same as me. Garcia, what about you, man? Uh, I give it a solid seven. Wow. I feel like it's a little better than like the cannon fodder, but it's not nothing that set it out. And it's not a must play, but if you do play, you actually gonna have fun with it. I like it. Any final thoughts? Anybody got any final thoughts on Wildlands? Because we're definitely putting this one to bed. Doesn't seem like anyone really enjoyed it enough to rave about it, but any final thoughts? 
It doesn't sound like Yo. it's worth the money. As an outsider yeah. for someone who has not played this game, I mean, it just doesn't sound like it's worth the money. From, no, well, we can't even say master. that because we beat the shit 100%. You don't do that with shitty games. So it, it, it might be. I, I mean, I do. I mean, if, if I commit the first, you know, two hours to a game and I'm like, you know what? Like, maybe this will get better. Then I'll stick around and see what happens for the rest of the game. Like, if it's going to be a short game, yeah. I'll stick around just to see, hey, maybe there's a twist at the end. Maybe it's going to wrap up in a good way. But if you invest that much time, you might as well just finish it. So for, so to me, this game sounds like it'd be a decent game to rent, but not to buy. Hmm. We played for like months, though. Then 100 percent like, that was months. That wasn't just like, oh, man, 100 percent, dog. Like, that wasn't. <laughs> we beat it bad. It was just like something you pick up, throw away, toss off. You know, it, it wasn't. It wasn't amazing. <laughs> it wasn't. For something you it put is, months it in, and it's like pay full price for that game. I was upset. I was upset. For something you pay full price in, I do not want to feel like it's something I pick up and toss around. Not something yeah. I put that much time in. I'm I, sorry. I want to replay. Yeah. I want to replay it. Replay value is everything. Uh, I see that. Like when I put months in games, I think a game like Skyrim or like Fallout, where I can replay that game and I can change everything about the game. Like I can do everything differently, a oh million ways. This nigga All come right, bad idea. We gotta get the fuck out of here. Them niggas coming. I agree. No, that is not. That is not a great thing. Okay, I got the flesh pile. I can't. Oh shit. I got this. Wait, hold up. Let me try to get this straight. Hold up. I'm out here throwing the nicks, man. Chad, we, we need that it. fire to get them no, niggas hollering. Backside. You watch the backside, oh, nigga. Shit. Oh yeah, shit. Hurt. No, we really do gotta watch the backside. It's a scrape coming. See. Shit. That one. That hurt. Cook that nigga wick. I'll cook it. Shit, I'm about to die. I if I die, somebody grab my magnums. And not the condoms in the drawer. I'm talking about like the, the guns. That I have. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, man. Let's um, let's get into some stuff while we loading here. I just sent out invites to you guys to join up. Again, we are playing Killing Floor Two. Shout out to Tripwire Interactive for making a dope game and then making a dope game free. So shout out to them. We looking for a sponsorship. Tripwire, hit me up. I'm going to let that breathe. All right. Yeah. So we only got me and Trey, and uh, we got guest appearance, of course, by the big homie Chad. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, we still going to get it in. We still going to get it in. I don't know where we're at in the podcast right now. For those who don't know, I kind of just record this very randomly in bits and pieces, hence the why you will hear the Game Boy noise um, separation in between segments because we game all over the place, and then I just pull bits and pieces from our gaming sessions that sound dope to put to the podcast. So I just gave away my trade secret. There it is. But we do have a, a, a nice plethora of fellas here, nice and nerdy, so we can get into some stuff. One of which, Chad, you just went to go see the new Spider-Man. So give it to us straight, man. How was it? Try to catch me nice and nerdy. <laughs> nice and nerdy. Um, I really enjoyed it, man. I think out of the recent... The recent six movies that they did come out with with Tobey Maguire and then The Amazing Spider-Man, I thought it was the best yet. It also tied in the Civil War really well. Very, very, very heartfelt. You know, there's a lot of comedy, but it was definitely a lot of learning for uh, Spider-Man. I actually liked that they made him young and naive. And this one, he just didn't know everything, you know what I mean? So it, it was really cool. Not to ruin it for anybody, because so, I'm not going to get too much out there, but it was a really, really solid movie. Really solid. If you were to say there was any downfalls or bad things about the movie, what would you say? Um, a lot of people figure out who he is, which I, in the comic books, I don't, depending on, you know, which part of the universe it is, you know what I mean? I don't think they knew who he was, but in this movie, I feel like a lot of people knew who he was, like off a rip, like at least four to five. And I'm like, wait a minute, like you're supposed to be a superhero. But mm. that was my only qualm with it. Uh, other than that, I thought it was a solid movie. It was really good. That's interesting that people... Yeah, he was very secretive. They did that in another one of the Spider-Man movies, too, with uh, Toby, didn't they? Yeah, a lot of people figured it out. Like, Alfred, like in this one in particular, it was like, wow, like everybody knows? Like, That's crazy. Really? Yeah. Things are changing. Yeah. 
No, I mean, you you guys have your opinion when you watch it, but I mean, I enjoyed it. I really did, though. It was cool. We saw it in 3D, so it was. I, I was with it. I was all the way with it. Huh. If you could say there was one positive about it, what was it? And by the way, uh, let me let me ask you this real quick. How was uh, Spider-Man's suit? Was it dope? Because you know they fucked Batman's suit up and they put that bell pepper nose on it. Right. They had two different versions of the suit in the movie, which I thought was really cool. The second one was like crazy. But I mean, overall, I like the suit anyway. Like, I think they adapted it well, just like they did Captain America. Like, they adapted it really well. Like, it's an older character. So just being able to, you know, put a little flair on it was really cool. And, um... Yeah, what was, the, what was the second question? I'm sorry. Uh, just some, you know, just anything that was overtly positive about it to where you would be he like, was, yo, you was, guys got to see it. He was a kid, man. Like, they actually made him a kid. You know, like, in all the other movies, he was, like, you know, in high school, but I actually felt that he was a kid in this one, and he was very vulnerable. I, I thought it was really cool mm. because he actually had to learn and to do it. actually made you be more engaged with the characters. I liked it a lot. So let me ask you this, Chad. I mean, I got to know this because, like, I, I watched, like, bits and pieces of the previous actor's Spider-Man. I can't remember his name. Do any of y'all remember his name off the top of your head? I can't. In the I last one with the Jamie Foxx movie, I don't remember his name. Yeah, he was dope, right. though. He was dope. Like, All right. So here's my thing. Here's my thing. Like, I didn't like that guy as much as a uh, Spider-Man actor. I, I mean, I thought that Tobey Maguire... Was I think that Tobey Maguire all around is a shit actor, but but here's my perspective as a Spider-Man actor. I thought that he seemed nerdy enough. I thought that he seemed to fit the uh, the the character mold that the comics had laid out for him. I thought right. that that's that that seemed proper. And plus, I mean, it was like he was late high school, but then you know the sequel, which is Spider-Man Two, which which was great. I mean, I enjoyed that film, but. Uh, I mean, it seemed like there was like a three to four year gap in between there. Yeah, I think they could have done more with that, like with with Tobey Maguire, than they did do. But I think that that movie was also too far ahead of its time, right. and was uh, did not have as good of writing as it should have had because they did not expect it to be as uh, as well received as they did. Mm. So my main question is this: Does this new Spider-Man's whole um, this new actor's whole character does it like how does it rank compared to the other two guys and in terms of personality like like in terms of his qualities um, based on like uh, compared to the comic book characters because I, I know there's you know everyone's gonna have their own interpretation of these characters right but it, how, how does it match up, and how how do you think it will be received um, overall? You know, ten years from now, when we're looking back at these three different Spider-Mans of three different series, I think this one is closest to the comic books. It's he's actually a kid, like as opposed to Tobey Maguire. Like I, I know they were playing high school kids, but it didn't feel like it. If you go back and look at them, I was like, "Yo, these are grown ass men." <laughs> like you know what I mean, like. It didn't feel, you know what I mean? They were they were playing the part, but like with this particular movie, I felt like I was like, oh, he's a kid. Like he's he doesn't know what he's doing. Like he really is just out here trying to find out if he's ready to be this hero. You know what I mean? So I feel that this was the best depicted, and also that Sony gave up the rights to Spider Man to let Marvel kind of take over creative, uh, creative executive decision over where the the whole entire character was going. So. I think that was a plus for Marvel, like to pick that up and actually buy out the rights for that. Cause like when Sony had it, I think it was, it wasn't as good. It was just, just my personal opinion. I think it was a lot closer. Like when you watch the movie, you'll know, you'd be like, man, this dude like human as shit. He just like, you know, a 14 year old kid. Like, and that's what the comic was depicted. You know what I mean? Wow. Okay. So okay. That's, I, I like this one a lot. Like it, it really, like you know, he's he's learning throughout the whole movie, and then you know, having Tony Stark being his mentor and stuff. I thought that was awesome. So, how do you think it would fare as a standalone film, as a um, as being not necessarily part of the current Marvel universe as we see it with all these interconnected uh, 
plot lines. Even with the Iron Man films, I mean, you'll see that, hey, yeah, Tony Stark, like, he's still, like, there's a connection to the Avengers films and, like, this, this current thing. Like, previously with Tobey Maguire, we didn't see that. No, 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 there's no link. And I think that's what's boosting the movie as well. So you're saying if it was just by itself and we didn't know anything about, like, Civil War or anything like that, that's hard to say because he, he did so well. It was just a surprise. Like, Sony was like, yo, we just sold the rights and we're putting him in this movie. And everybody was like, oh, snap, this shit is tight. So, so do you think that people were more on the bandwagon just because right, uh, you think that more people right. find it more attractive just because it's part of this current franchise, which is so successful of these uh, of, of this Avenger series is what right. I call it's it. Riding, it's riding a wave of Civil War because when he popped up in Civil War, as far as like even even the um, the trailer, when he actually popped up and took Cap Shield, everybody was like, Aah! like the world imploded. I think it's riding that wave and the fact that it's connecting in, he's with Tony Stark now and everything like that. It's, it's really, really adding to the character. So it's hard to say if it would do as well, if it was just a standalone film. Um, I don't think it would because that's, that's a huge, you know what I mean? That's, that's a huge homecoming, like a huge, like, you know, to set out just to, to be that character. I don't, <laughs> to, to start out like that, I think it's pretty crazy. I don't think you can have another homecoming better than that. That's just my opinion, but. I think that speaking even more generally than that, if that movie was just a movie on its own and Marvel never had control of these characters, would anybody watch a movie about a dude that got bit by a spider? I definitely think not. I think there's a huge population of people just watching these just because it's Marvel and they want to feel cool. So um, with anything that has high expectation, you always have to take out the people who only buy something just to be first and that is a that is a marketing gem for you right there the first few people who go to see something see it just because they want to be able to say i saw it first and they're not actually yeah. fans so it's hard to be able to gauge really who liked the spider-man movie or maybe the previous spider-man movie did so much that people like it so maybe they didn't have to do as much we don't really know we'll never know they've remade this movie so many times i mean Maybe some people are just a fan of watching that same old... You know how people watch the same movies over and over again. Maybe somebody's just a fan of watching that yeah. same old thing over and over again. So, I don't... It's tough to say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I like all the renditions of them. Like, there's no... There's definitely the weaker of the movies, but, I mean, I wasn't, like, appalled by any... Maybe Spider-Man 3. I was appalled by that. That was but emo? Was that emo? Everything else. Yeah, that was when he went emo and everything. That was terrible. But, I mean, everything else was pretty much solid. Like, you know what I mean? And they're getting ready to, uh, to redo the uh, Venom movie, too. So, I, I can't wait for that. Um, I forget who's going to. I think it's, um, what's the guy that played Bane? They were considering him? Tom Hardy. Yeah. Yes, they yeah, were they considering were, Tom Hardy. Yeah, they were considering him for, for Venom, which I thought would be crazy if he was Eddie Brock. I don't know. This is... Marvel has so much. It's just it's it's so much they can do now when they start buying the rights. I think they're going to eventually buy the rights to all the characters, and um, really be able to push that brand forward once they get all the rights to everything. I think it'll be nuts. They'll be able to like see some great combinations of characters and movies. It's gonna be nuts. Infinity Wars is gonna be nuts too. Hey, you gotta you still alive? Shit. Hey, run out of here, man. You still oh, alive? Shit. Oh God. Oh Fuck. shit. I got a Duke. Oh. Put the juke on Back on out of there, guys. Back out. No, there's no way. Three scrakes walk in. Somebody picked up my max. Here's my perspective on uh, on them buying the rights to all the characters. Stan Lee's in control of all of that shit, right? Well, he's he can he's in control of Marvel side. The a exactly. lot of people. Fox has a right oh, oh. to X-Men and a lot of different oh, other Oh, that's, that's what you're talking about. Okay, I thought yeah, you were talking yeah, about like all the Marvel Franks. characters. Like, period. No, Straight no, up. No. Like, all around. Because Fantastic Four is, is a different copyright. Like, they all had different rights. So I think once Marvel, like, cleans up and buys all the rights to all the characters, it's going to get nuts. Okay. Mm. Yeah. All right, I guess I just misunderstood you there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now I was talking about rights as far as, like, licensing. Yeah, but I was but I was talking about which characters though is is the thing I was asking. Oh yeah, it's it's a whole it's a whole crazy like little web like Deadpool's in his own like little world mm -hmm. and then you have like Fantastic Four, they're owned by X Men is Fox, like you have to and X like Fox is holding on to X Men like for dear life. Like they're trying to like Oh absolutely. I mean that's yeah. their saving grace right there in terms <laughs> yeah, of superhero films. Exactly. You see Logan, like that was like the last little film from Hugh Jackman, but 
Fox is like, please don't leave us, please. <laughs> like, hey, hey Hugh Jackman's been done for a while, man. He just needed to end this shit, and that shit ended properly. Back up, back up, keep going, keep going. Back up, keep going. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Wait. Where you at, where you at? Keep going. Keep going. Yeah, keep yeah, get going. Get up out of there. Get up out of there. Oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, How much I got it, that's guys. fucked up? How much damage I needed in there? <laughs> I lit him up at the end. <laughs> man, shut up, man. The way you were yeah, supposed to be. You, I told you to get up out of there. I did. That was fucked up. <laughs> was man. I gave that nigga everything I had, nigga. Like every little piece oh, of bullet. But did y'all did y'all know that they uh, also put out a black and white version of that? That was the original intention of uh, of the director of the film, Logan, was to put out in black and white, like uh, like Sin City. Oh really? It was supposed to be on black and white. So when they released it on, you know, Blu-ray, DVD, like whatever the hell you want to call it, when they released it like that, they released two different versions. They released the in-color version and they released the black and white version. I just watched it for the first time a few weeks ago, and I was like, okay, well now I have to choose which one do I want to watch. And I was like, okay, well, I figure, you know, I'm going to watch what everyone else watches. I'm going to watch the uh, the color, the in-color version first and see what I think and see if I can figure out why they wanted it to be in black and white at first. But they figured, hey, like this will turn a lot of people off. In the box office, it won't do as great. So this is why we don't want to do this. I'm like, okay. But could you could you give me a reason why they would have wanted it to be in black and white? Uh, what, what what creative decision was behind that, behind saying, hey, like this, this should be in black and white. But then obviously the people who are funding the movie are like, hey, like we're trying to make money. This is not going to be in black and white. It's going to turn people off. Exactly. But true artists are going to really appreciate that. So what's the art behind that? What's, what's the creative decision behind that? I, I'm, I'm not actually sure without actually being in the room with them. All I can say is if you're doing it in black and white, it would closely model what the actual uh, Old Man Logan uh, comic books were. You know what I mean? Because if you read any of them, like most of them are very like, like black and white, like no hardly any color. Like, that's how they were. Some of them were, but... I mean, that's pretty much the closest you can get to, like, the comic book. That's the only reason that I can think of. Mm. I mean, maybe maybe they would go that route with it, but I wouldn't know. <laughs> like, oh, man, that would be something that you would have to be behind the scenes with creative inspiration. I'm not sure what they were trying to do with that. But I honestly think it would be cool, like some Kill Bill type shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Where you get it. Because Quentin Tarantino does it all the time. Like, he'll... You know, he'll be, you know, doing it in color. I think they could have did it maybe half and half or something like that. Certain scenes done it in black and white and then, you know, gone back and forth. But, I mean, it's it's all up to the the editors and what they feel. But, I mean, I wouldn't have mind seeing it in black and white. I thought it would have been cool. Yeah, that's actually an interesting thing, man. I, uh, I've been to school, of course, for audio engineering, but a part of our curriculum is taking film classes and diving into editing of or color correction and editing of different film strips together and things like that. And everything has a, everything has a reason. No one just does something just to do it, you know? Um, so I think the issue maybe with that is that it doesn't really serve a purpose as much as it just looks cool. Maybe to some people, people have these 4k TVs and all this dope technology and some people want to use that. So we need yeah, to color correct this. We have this great technology. They shoot these things. Imagine shooting something in, on a on a red camera. You guys might not know anything about reds, but reds will cost you as much as um damn damn near a house. You know, depending on what uh cameras you get or down payment on a car at least. So these cameras get pretty crazy. And so we're gonna film this crate this film on these crazy cameras, and then we're going to take the color out of them when they're meant to capture color in a very specific way, in the best way possible, I, that's a hard sell. It's a hard sell. Maybe in a low-budget film, but it's like, dude, we got millions to put towards this movie. Let's make it in color, and let's pay these guys to edit this film. Color correction in itself, I don't mean to be long-winded, but color correction in itself is an art form in that when you color something, it means something. So you can, you can take a bright, sunny day and color it with blue and it makes it feel it makes it feel like a cool day maybe a little bit more sad whereas you color it with a little bit more red 
you get more of a warm tone to it you know just just different things like that so uh, yeah i mean that's something that you even saw in the matrix and you know movies like that as well but i'm gonna say as well i mean think of it like this the most famous uh, the most uh not the most famous, technically speaking, but the highest grossing black and white film of all time. Do you all know what that is? Gone with the Wind? Nope. Casablanca? What is that film? Nope. Not that one? I wouldn't know, man. It's a good question, though. If I'm not mistaken, and maybe maybe I'm thinking of the, uh, the most expensive black and white film to have ever been made, but if I'm not mistaken, then the film is Schindler's List. Starring Liam Neeson. Was that really in black and white? That was in black and white. What? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. The entire film was in black and white, but at the very end of the movie, and, and y'all know what that movie's about, I'm, I presume as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the end of that movie, there is a scene with a little Jewish girl near the very end of the movie, and this little Jewish girl is you know, one of the few survivors in that time of the Holocaust. And she's wearing a red dress. And the only reason you can see that she's wearing a red dress and she's carrying a red rose at the time as well is because that's the only thing that's in color in the entire movie. And oh, wow. this is like, there's, there's an artistic design behind this. It's like, Hey, like we're, we're going to leave everything in black and white, but we're going to leave certain things in color to emphasize their importance, to emphasize the beauty in these things in these you know shit situations. I mean, you you even in a different way you saw the same thing in uh, films like Sin City, which is yeah, it's totally a comic book film. But best believe, blood, you saw that, you saw red all yeah. through that shit. Mm-hmm. It's a black and white film. It's a comic. It's it's dark. It's weird. It's but it, the but the blood and all of the gore and all I mean, that shit was violent and it, that shit shown out. I mean, it was it was meant to emphasize the uh, the importance and the and the I guess I guess you'd say like the relevance and all of that as well of all of the those accents, situations. The accents, everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely accentuates the it. Yeah. So it makes it stand out more than any color film all around can and does do. So yeah, we we're capable of all of this shit. But if you're if you're the director, if you're trying to focus somebody's attention on something. And try to stand out. I mean, because the reason why films like Schindler's List and Sin City stood out as much as they did in the first place, guess what? It's because they're in black and white, and it's a modern day film. It's not well, for any I mean, reason Frank, other than that. Frank I mean, it's, Miller it's did, a, well. did a lot of cool shit though. Like it was, it wasn't just black and white. He would accent so many different things, and like the pastels and the backgrounds and everything else. Like it was the way he highlighted like different characters and stuff like that. So you can't say it's like full black and white. It was part of it, but it was. So oh, many different ways Frank Miller did that it was it was so crazy. Good point, Corey. What's what's your take on that? On on the modern day black and white as being a focal point of standing out, I definitely think there is something something to that. I think that Chad brings up a good point too as well that director is very important to some people. I would say more so to most people. I don't know many people who watch films and don't know any any directors at all. Like. Directors' names mean something. You hear Spike yeah, Lee. Yeah. You hear the the um. What's my man? That you did hear Transformers. the famous ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, you hear Michael Bay. You hear Michael people Bay. Like that. You hear those names, and you automatically float towards them. And I do think, though, there is something to having something different, the black and white to it. It it does bring a different element. So I can definitely see what you why there would be a draw to it. What I have done that for Logan. I don't know. I'd have to see it. I'd have to really see it. I like I like deeply saturated black and white. But again, I, I'd have to see it, see what it looks like. You said it looked pretty good, though. It looked dope. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I only watched the the in color version, and I'm I'm in hindsight, I kind of wish I watched the black and white version first. Um, because I'm not sure if it was all in black and white. I'm not sure if it was done like, you know, Sin City style where they did use color to accentuate uh, things like that. Because guess what? Guess what? Everyone was missing out of the the uh, Logan franchise in the first place. They were missing the gore. They were missing the nitty gritty, the, the nasty shit that, that made Logan 
that made the Wolverine what he is in the first place. I mean, he's he's a torn, he's broken apart, he's he's an animal that's been broken apart, and it's it's sad. It's fucking terrible. Yeah. I mean, he he's he's a devastated, broken down man, and this needed to be that way. So is is the black and white version the way of accentuating the uh, the nitty gritty that we've been craving for so long as fans of the franchise, or is this? Uh, just simply a little gimmick and it's not really been well done and everything's in black and white It's just done in black and white just to draw people to it just because it stands out because there are not many black and white films anymore mm. So I guess I'd have to watch the film, but I'm trying to I'm trying to get the uh, Get the reasoning behind it before I before I figure this out. I, I don't know. I just want someone else's opinion when it comes to that Ah, These niggas went into the building. Okay, I'm going into the building. Who is this outside? Come on, y'all. Inside, inside, inside. Come on. Trey. All right. Fine. He said fine. Like, <laughs> dang, this was uh, not a fine. great idea. We still got like 97. Woo! Why is this nigga like chasing me? I don't understand it. Because you're doing the most damage. You got to get the fuck out the front. Shit, he stopped chasing me. Why did he stop chasing me? Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh shit, Chad. Oh no, yeah, nigga! Don't you grab me, nigga! Don't you grab? Oh fuck! All right, it's okay. Don't die. That nigga busted my ass. Pause. And I guess to finalize Spider-Man real quick, I did want to mention also that I do feel like they need to give Donald Glover a look for that. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't want the look. I don't know the behind the scenes, but um, I would love to see a look from him on that. Be dope. That's my only thing. I, I like to see. I know you said he was in the movie, Chad, as like a, a, a yeah an antagonist. Wasn't a big part. Wasn't a big part. Mm -hmm. um, if you're looking to be entertained, yes, but I felt that he needed a bigger part. Ah, I want to see him shine, man. I want him to be like the next Will Smith for real, for real. So um, I'd love to see him in some more stuff. That's a tall order, but man, I think that we would all love to see that, man. Because even though Will Smith's getting up there in age, man. The brother can act still. He's still doing yeah. good shit. He's still putting in good roles. I mean, the only the only major downfalls he's had within the last 10 years has been working with his son. Like, stop doing it, man. You don't like it? Yeah, but he's trying to put him on. He, people don't like it, man. Like, I understand he's trying to be a good father and all that. He's trying to, he's trying to put his son on. Great, Pursuit of happiness was one thing. But that was, that was when he was working with an actual child, okay? Like, that character, Jaden Smith did not put anything like significant into that role that any other child uh actor could have could not have done there was yeah. nothing there that that stood out it was it was will, will smith's uh character that made everything the way it was right right and that and that's okay you know like the kid was young when he decided to become his own person and when he was old enough to become his own person guess what he ended up doing he put out after earth and he thought it was good. <laughs> That's harsh, man. That is harsh. After Earth was whack, but it wasn't as whack as like Wild Wild West, though. You know what I'm saying? Like you Wild Wild West was too, garbage, man. But hey, that man. was all by itself. That was all by Will's self. <laughs> Everyone is entitled to a couple of shit films, but that early in your career and you're still trying to make yourself relevant, man. Like, come on. Will Smith like has actually established himself and has been very picky for the most part about his films, and that's the way you got to be, man. You you can't just accept any damn role and say, hey, yeah, I just want the money. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's how you kill your career so quickly. Well, what do you feel about Suicide Squad then? Suicide Squad um, has some of the worst writing that had ever been done. And some of the game planning, some of the game planning from it was very, very, very upsetting. Game planning. I was like, hey, yeah, like this is good, but they tried to throw so much action into it. They didn't really think about. They didn't. They didn't watch it. They didn't think about it at the end. They're like, oh shit, yeah, like why the hell are we putting all these people together when we don't have an imminent threat yet? I know they were saying at first, like, hey, like what if Superman comes around? But then these motherfuckers caused the entire problem in the first place by putting this bitch there. I'm sitting here like, well, um, like, yeah, you put this enchantress bitch in here. That's that's cool. That's cool. I'm like, she, it's good to have a, you know, a character like that. I don't know much about her. And she seems like really fucking mysterious. That's, that shit seems scary. 
but then right. she ends up being the entire problem in the first place and these guys are just like hey like you you had these plans to put us together against this bitch but you had this bitch in your pocket the entire like this is your fault like what the fuck i don't know i think that most people found that to be a very garbage uh writing decision yeah yeah i can see that maybe they just wasn't ready they just rushed they liked the idea but they didn't think it through oh absolutely 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 and i'll, I'll agree with that 100 percent and i i mean it's it's pretty sad because that movie had so much potential it had you know some pretty good actors in it uh it had great characters in it uh and that's that's different from actors you know but but it, it just was not executed well and then people expected so much more of jared leto as the joker because people have high expectations whenever it does come to the joker because that's the character that has they cut been. They a lot of his scenes, though. They cut a lot. They of cut a films. lot of his scenes, and he was not happy about that. Oh, which I can't he did great. And I'm like, if you look at the deleted scenes, like it was like, yo, like he's real good, man. Damn. Yeah. I, I didn't realize. But yeah. obviously, at the same time, the Joker's, uh, the Joker's appearance in that film in the first place was literally just a gimmick. The Joker had no reason to be in that film. Batman, his only reason of being in that film was saying, like, how the hell did we catch all of these criminals? That's his only reason to be in the film. Wow. And then they had to throw the Joker in there, too. Yeah. Because they're like, hey, like, this, the Joker will draw people. You know how many, every single one of those trailers for that film featured the Joker, featured Jared Leto as the Joker. And, I mean, there was the Suicide Squad, the Purple Lamborghini song by Rick Ross and Skrillex. And people like, oh shit, like this is gonna have the Joker in it too. I mean, they weren't expecting it to be a Batman film. Mm -hmm. They were expecting to see more. And it it really was kind of a bait and switch thing by the um, by everyone who made this film. They're like, yeah, like we're gonna draw people in. We're gonna gather gather their excitement by throwing a bunch of badass people in one movie, and then lead them off with the Joker, who is arguably one of who's arguably the most notorious and most uh, well well liked villain. Of any superhero or supervillain franchise and then they just gave them nothing out of that they're like hey yep we're just gonna get them into the box office we don't care if they like the film or not it's not gonna be well written we're gonna throw in a bunch of action and a bunch of explosions you know fire and and will smith is gonna be there so like even though will smith was in that film like he did a great job cool man you did great as an actor but you did not read the entire thing Right. Because you would have seen that people were gonna like fall for fall for this shit. It's so either Will Smith was deceived in this, or he was just like, "Hey, man, like it, it'd be nice to do a role like this," because he doesn't usually it, perform a role like that. It was either that or Independence Day too. So I think he went with that. Um, uh, I don't blame uh, him for that. <laughs> right. So I mean, you you had to pick between the two. I think he went on ahead with that one. So you know, I'm gonna just go ahead and uh, <clears throat> get this money, and that's gonna be it. Feel that. The fact is, with the way that the film industry is right now, I mean, everything's kind of watered down. There aren't, there aren't a lot of really great films being made right now because of the way that the population is craving after these superhero films. Mm. All the money's in superhero films. That's yeah. where everything's yeah. going on. And that's, that's cool and all that. That's what he was but, trying to jump on. I think if you did another focus or a concussion, it wouldn't have gone as well. You know, so mm. that's, that's, that is a very good point. Shit, I'm about to die. Oh my god, this nigga is putting up a fight. Come man. on, son. This nigga coming at me. Oh shit, I didn't even see my health. I see you. Ah, dusty. Make sure we're healing up if, you got, if you're away from oh, uh, the boss. Shit. Oh, they beating my ass. Hold I up. Just saved right you. towards y'all. No, I just saved y'all. Oh yeah. shit, this nigga's by, over here by myself. Oh shit, no, he didn't just do that. Yeah. Oh, nigga. Oh, nigga. No, 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 no. Slow up, my nigga. Slow up, my nigga. Hey, stop all that playing, bro. Oh, my God. Just hey! Where you got to get How you get that Oh, shit. Oh, no, 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 no. Fucking grenades, bro. Damn. That looked like No. Oh, it didn't tickle. Did you have the... Oh, <laughs> shit. Did you have the... What shotgun did you have, my nigga? I had the uh, second biggest one, not the auto one, but the next Shit. one. I need to go grab that one. 
Oh shit. Shit. Oh damn. Oh, he turned quick as fuck and slashed oh, my nugget. Shit. Yo, that didn't work out too well. Um but that's alright. That's alright. Fuck. This nigga run Ooh. full speed at show ass. <laughs> you see this shit? I'm out of here. He about to kill, kill me. How many, how many niggas I'm is dead. left? <laughs> that nigga body me quick. Dwayne. Oh, I'm out of here. <laughs> hey, man. Oh, I'm out of here. <laughs> oh,